are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. As always, I want to say thank you for making Locked On Louisville your first listen of the day. It's free on all streaming services, all Louisville, all the time, five days a week. It is a Woman Wednesday, we are joined by his weekly appearance on the show, Cardinal Sports Zone co-founder Jeremy Woman. What's going on, man? Man, I'm, I'm loving it. Every time I hear Woman Wednesday, it reminds me of two things. Uh, it reminds me that, uh, well, first off, you're gracious enough to allow me to have a segment. And secondly, it reminds me that Marcus and Steve uh, still do not have me on for a week, uh, weekly Woman Wednesday segment and i'm very angry at them because they have been my friends for about 15 plus years each so i hate them <laughs> we got a lot of different stuff to talk about on this episode of the show on saturday this past saturday Louisville announcing that they are retiring lamar jackson's number eight jersey i'm gonna ask jeremy if there's any other players that he thinks should be getting their retire should be getting their number retired i should say by the university of Louisville. he thinks there's two we'll talk about those here in just a second um, the all preseason ACC teams have dropped. The only Louisville Cardinal making that team was Malik Williams on the second team. We'll discuss a player or a couple players that we think can get to that level and be on that list at the end of the year. And then we'll take a step back in the general sense and answer the question, which Louisville program in the athletic department will win a national title next? A lot of good stuff. Before we get into the content, like I mentioned, my name is Dalton Pence. I'm a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as a football beat writer and a recruiting analyst, and also do some PA announcement work for the university in various sports. You can follow my Twitter at dpence underscore, and you can follow the podcast Twitter pages at LO underscore Louisville. Let's get right on into it. Two players now in the University of Louisville program history in football have their number retired or will. Lamar having his number retired against Syracuse later this season. Number eight for Lamar. <clears throat> Number 16 for Johnny Unitas. When I asked you if there were any other players that you think should have gotten their number retired or should get their number retired for Louisville, you came up with two names. What two are those? Well, I'm going to add a third one because obviously mine should be hanging in the Raptors there somewhere. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's, that's factually incorrect. Only from a, uh, a media standpoint should that be true. Well, first, and, and look, I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, these were your teammates. You're, you knew them, so that's why you're saying, no, that, that's, not, that's not true. When, when, you, when you initially asked me the question, the first name that popped up into uh, my head was Gerard Holloman, but that would just be from a single-season standpoint, and his number is getting retired anyway. Uh, Lamar's getting it retired, so you can't, you can't double-retire a number that I'm aware of. Maybe you can. But the first person I wanted to uh, – that I wanted to bring up, and it's actually, as we're recording this, it is his birthday today, so happy birthday to my guy. But it's a uh, former Louisville defensive end, Dwayne White. He, he kind of came, busted on the scene, had an amazing career. He is an all-time sacks leader for Louisville. Sometimes I think, and I try to keep this defense-oriented because I think if you ask me offensively, I think that you can pretty much – Everybody else's careers have been comparable to at least one other player's. Uh, Lamar's has not 
I don't remember Johnny Unitas. I don't really know that much about his game. I didn't see a lot of his game, so I can't many of us did. Him. <laughs> but uh, Jeff Nunn did. Jeff Nunn went to kindergarten with me, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was Jeff Nunn, Johnny Unitas, and Moses were in a preschool class together. That's the story. That what an iconic told. preschool class! You have you have one guy throwing footballs. I, I, then again, I mean Johnny Unitas, the stylistic play of football. In, in that time was mainly, you know, option-based. So I wonder how far he could throw a football. And then you have one guy just splitting the desks in class just for fun. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, and then you have Moses. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so no, but Dwayne, man, he was a difference maker. I was able to see him firsthand uh, t- just tear it up. Just an amazing and, – and the best part about it, he's one of these people – he's not only a great football player – but he's an amazing guy. Uh, I can't say I can't say enough about him. He just completely and he was number ninety nine. So uh, Dwayne would definitely be one of the people that, that I named. And I'm trying to look real quick to see how long his NFL career was. It was about um, it was only about seven years. But the I mean, thing obviously, is, I don't really remember. Dwayne or the guy you're about to mention uh, here in just a minute. But when I did, when I did some, well, I was what five when he got drafted. So in 2003, you were five. I was born in 98. I hate you so much. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. No, but I mean, well, you I, get, buddy, you missed out on some good players. If you well, I, yeah, I'll be, yeah, I'll, I'll be sure to tell my mom. How dare her? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, the first thing I saw was, and this is, I had never heard this before. You know, he was the, you know, the first pick that uh, Tampa Bay had in that 2003 draft. And I went and I was like, he actually had a pretty decent NFL career. Yeah, I mean, in, in his seven seasons, he had 27 sacks and 200. The tackles, I think, is what got him. Now, he's always been a tackles for loss and sacks guy. Even even here at Louisville, that was his, his forte. But, you know, it, it really should have translated on the field, but – a little bit more, but just a phenomenal. If we're taking this college career into consideration, this guy deserves absolutely to be uh, just for his college credentials. Deserves to be uh, deserves to have his number retired at the University of Louisville. Yeah, yeah, definitely so. And and the next guy, you know, I, I you've mentioned him to me, and like I said, I I guess a lot of. Not a ton of film from back then. I mean, you you have some. That's, that's absolutely not true. No, from, of, I'm talking like not. I'm in context of what guys have now. Oh well, no, yeah, absolutely. Huddle was not. But around. I, yeah, I, not I've around. seen I've seen clips and I've seen videos of him play, and it makes me like you mentioned. I want to go back and I wish I could see him play in real time because he was like Jair Alexander before Jair Alexander was Jair Alexander. Don't you ever. Put those two in. I love Jair, but Sam again. I was blessed enough to be like Talking Sam. About walk down cornerback wise, not necessarily yeah, com- comparing the comparing the players in general, but comparing their Fair roles enough. on the team. Fair enough. And and, and, and here's why I like. Uh, of course, we're talking about Sam Madison, number thirteen. Just he was really and now when he played at Louisville, he so he got there. I want to say he got to Louisville. Uh, he left Louisville in 96. I just got there in 95. So we overlapped a year. 
But no, to this day, I mean, we've had him on the other car, uh, on the other podcast that we do together uh, weekly, and j- just an amazing guy. He's the second all time in interceptions, but th- that's why I tried to like just take his whole uh, his whole body of work. He had a he had an eleven year NFL career. Uh, he Super Bowl champion, four time Pro Bowler, uh, and he's also. What he was the 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 defensive backs coach of last year's Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs uh, career ta- uh, career statistics four hundred seventy one total tackles ten forced fumbles thirty eight picks three touchdowns um, just third he was all American for us he had sixty five tackles one season along with his six picks and 16 pass breakups. I mean, just stupid good. And, uh, yeah, I guess I forget sometimes I'm just a little bit older than everybody else. Um, and when I say everybody else, I mean solely just you and Higgy. And <laughs> these guys, uh, Sam was there for, for my first year. Dwayne was there for my last year. So they kind of sandwiched me in there. And and both are very, very deserving of, of be, having their numbers retired into the, into the hall the, the arena whatever they're calling it now uh, they, they should have their numbers especially with the digital boards now it's really really easy to just plug that in mm-hmm. and they both deserve it i don't i don't know anybody uh, as far as you, you mentioned lockdown corners in my mind there's only been three that have just been money and i'm open for you all to tweet me at jeremy underscore CSE and say hey you forgot this guy i'm open to that i know i don't remember every single person but Sam Madison, Ray Buchanan, Jair Alexander, if you told me I had to pick any all-cardinal, all-time cardinal team, those three guys are going to be in that defensive backfield every time, 10 out of 10 times for me. Mm-hmm. And, and like Jeremy said, if you disagree or if you have, you know, another player that you think, say, hey, I think this guy should get his number retired at Louisville, definitely let us know under the – under the episode tweet, you know, that you'll find it at defense underscore. You can, you know, respond to Jeremy, Jeremy underscore ZZ. Let us know. We love to have a discussion. That's what, you know, this is all about. But I want to switch gears. I want to talk now about, you know, into the basketball realm of things, talk about which Louisville basketball players could end up on that all ACC uh, first and second team. First, let's talk about our friends at Prize Picks. Um, if you're a college football fanatic, this is definitely for you. It's daily fantasy made easy. It's a leader in college sports daily fantasy. <clears throat> Price Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world while offering the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-majors as well. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of those that deposit and use the promo code Locked On will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So basically you pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. And you can do mixed sports entries as well. So you can take the over on LeBron James, combine that with the under on Dak Prescott in the same exact entry. Be sure to use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's literally that easy, along with being safe and offering fast withdrawal. So do yourself a favor. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code Locked On, or go to your App Store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. So we're here with Cardinal Sports on co-founder Jeremy Wallman on his weekly appearance on this fine Wallman Wednesday. Uh, we're talking now about, you know, what Louisville f- basketball players could end up being on that 
all ACC first or second team this, you know, after this season. There's a couple guys that come to mind. Malik Williams, however, the only one on the preseason one. But when you think about this question, you know, who's a player or a couple players that you think, yeah, this guy will probably end up on that list or could end up on that list? Well, to be honest with you, here's the thing. And, of course, everybody by this point has seen the the first college basketball poll, and we're sitting right there on the outside looking in. I think we're right around, what, 35th or something like that? Actually, lower than that, we're the – we're the lowest team that re- has receiving votes. I saw that today. Well, that could still be. I, I, I don't know how many teams they put on there. That's receiving, like 18 or 20. Okay, so we're in between 35 and 45. I, right. That, that's just an educated guess there. But as much talent as I know that we have on this team, I too am skeptical because you never know how when you put a bunch of talent together. Like, this, is, this is unprecedented. We've never had like eight new players come on the team and the majority right. of them projected to be starters. You don't know how they're going to gel. You don't know how the chemistry is going to be. And it, it, it's quite possible that right now, this is not a top 25 team, but by the time the tournament comes around, we could be a top 10 team. And I fully expect that to be what happens. Uh, but with that being said, as far as the players, I think Jalen Withers should be in all, uh, in, in all ACC. I think he should have been on one of the first two teams. And, and for me, that's about it right now. I need to see there, – there's a handful of names like uh, Jared West, L. Ellis, uh, Sidney Curry that I expect to maybe be be there at the end of the year. Uh, Sam Williamson. I mean, they, at the end of the year, they do like what, four, t- thir- three teams and an honorable mention team? Like Sam Williamson is at least a top 40 mm-hmm. player in the league. So right. uh, that that's what I expect at the end of the year for us to have multiple people on that list. But right now, I think the safe bet, safe bet is the only – I think the only person that probably has a gripe is Sam Williamson. But when you look and see they only did two teams today, which is all I saw. If that's incorrect, I apologize. I just read the first couple lines on the website and uh, and kept it moving. But mm-hmm. uh, he'd be the only person I think that has a gripe today, one million percent, that he's not on that list. Yeah, and I'm – I mean, I know why Malik Williams got the nod on this list. I mean, he's a senior leader, three-time captain. Um, you know, he's he's a n- notable name for Louisville um, if you're just a random college basketball fan. But honestly, he has to stay fully healthy for him to even be like truly can you know considered in this list. And that's kind of my, you know, so to speak, my concern for it in the fact that I like like you mentioned, I think Jalen Withers is going to be on that list regardless. Um, you know, what he what we saw from him last year, the jump that we saw from, you know, his redshirt year to last year, I mean, you know, averaging 10 and 7 a game, I think, you know, with having two ball-dominant guards, and like you mentioned, I think you also have to, to take into consideration this is likely going to be a balanced team where the stats may not do any of these players any favors, and that's okay with us, but it does come at the expense of possibly getting him, them on this these lists I, I'm glad you mentioned Samuel Williamson because I felt like at the very end of the year last year, he was finally starting to find what worked. You know, he's playing some of his best ball. I mean, there was games where he had, what, like 13, 15 rebounds. I don't think it's out of the realm where he averages – he could possibly average a double-double this year. I, it's just that, that that's, kind of, that's kind of where my head's at. I think Sam can make this list. L is another player I talk about, like having a possible Chris Jones-type impact. I'm I'm very high on him. For every Chris Jones, you have, you know, six to seven JUCO guys that just don't pan out. I think L is going to be the exception. What we're hearing from practice, 
it sounds like he's going to be pretty solid as well. So, I, yeah, I mean, at, at this point, I'm not necessarily sure how many will get on the team. But but let me ask you this, you know, making the team's one thing. Is there any way that, you know, a guy like Jalen Withers or anybody else can make the first team? Because, you know, the ACC starting to bring back its talent that it's had in years past that they didn't necessarily have last year. I think at the end of the year, I don't think that I don't think Malik will be on that first uh, on that list as high as he is. I think it'll be Jalen that'll be the, maybe Malik's on. Malik will definitely be an All ACC player, but Jalen will be the one that I, I think he'll probably be a first team. That's that's my opinion. Yeah, I mean Malik also. I I guess I'm I'm one of those show me type of guys, and especially with big men and foot injuries that you know we've 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 heard about you know some setbacks with the screws in his foot, you know throughout the past however many months. So I'm hoping that he can get a clean bill of health. Um, I wanted to get a, a quick you know your your interpretation on this. We hadn't really talked too much about Mike James' injury. Um, you know the when I talked about it, my my thoughts were it's it's a terrible loss for the player. But in terms of the overall, you know, cohesive rotational side of things, I'm not necessarily sure that it does too much for the team's ceiling, considering the fact that yes, I think he was going to have to, you know, force his way to some minutes. But you know, by all means, it looked like he was one of the odd ones looking out, you know, in the you know first ten in the rotation. I'll be honest with you, I, I felt that same way at the beginning of the summer, but the reports I've got back from practice and a couple of the uh, family members of the players that I speak with on a regular basis, uh, they've been telling me that Mike James was going to be a starter this year, and he may end up being, by the time the season was done, the best player on the team. Now, when, when you say that, that's like, wow, that sounds kind of hot takey. It's, it, it's not. I haven't uh, – I've been fortunate enough to be able to see some footage from practice, and it looks like they were all correct with that being said. But also, you can't really – say that that's going to be, we, we didn't have that yet, so we didn't lose it. So I think that people should be very, very excited when that young man does get to get back on the court because I think it's going to be, I think he's going to be a star and it would not shock me for him to be, uh, let's put, I'm going to say it right now. And I've done this before and I'm normally always right. This kid is going to be an NBA draft pick. So uh, yeah, it, it sucks to not have his depth there, but luckily that's in a position where we're, we're okay at every position right now. So as far as losing them, I don't, yeah, it sucks that we lost them, but in the grand scheme of things, he hadn't played yet. So we're literally not losing anything except for, you know, just a, another, uh, another body on the, on the, on the bench there, which uh, I know that sounds kind of harsh, but I'm just trying to speak it in the most generic terms possible because I don't want it to sound like I'm being cold blooded, but, yeah, I, I feel like in the grand scheme, he's going to end up being uh, being a big-time, big-time kid. I agree. You know, it seemed like, you know, he's always a very good defensive player, kind of would, would have come in as, as like a dang Adele, you know, automatically right away one of the team's better defenders. But yeah. judging based upon his last season in Orlando, you know, he showed that his offensive game is, you know, leaps and bounds better than where it was, you know, currently projected at. But, you know, overall, Mike has done a – Hell of a lot to the roster to try to make this team a national title contender. Speaking of national title contenders, I want to take a step back as I feel like we don't do this a lot and really talk about, you know, or predict, I should say, which team in, you know, the Louisville Athletic Department is going to win a national title next. There's a couple teams that I have in mind 
First, let's talk about our friends down at Built Bar. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you're missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars that I've had are chalky, waxy, or just plain hard to choke down. A Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein, so all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. There are so many flavors. Another good thing about Built Bar, there are so many mouth-watering flavors, including coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, etc. This month, Built is coming out with a new limited-time flavor every three to four days, so check their website often. You don't want to miss out. Do yourself a favor, go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Once again, that's the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. The last opportunity I want to talk to you about is in the betting world with Bet Online. The football season's about halfway over in the college realm, but Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action. Be sure to head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On. If you're not a sports fan in uh, boxing and UFC or um, you know any of the other sports, you can go right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, and Bet Online is where the game starts. So the final segment here with Cardinal Sports Home co-founder Jeremy Wallman. We're both going to predict which program in the University of Lowell Athletic Department will win a national title next. If, you know, if you're looking into this season, I mean, there's a, a handful of teams that can do it. Volleyball, field hockey, baseball will be good again. Women's basketball, men's basketball is a little bit on the outside looking in, but definitely, you know, something to monitor. Jeremy, who is going to be the next national title in the Louisville Athletic Department? Ah, man, that that's 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 hard to say because we've got teams in in field hockey, women's basketball, and baseball that could win it every year, and they they don't obviously, and they haven't. But they've got the talent, they've got the leadership. Uh, I was talking to uh, about this last night on the. It dropped this morning. It's called Game Day Prep. It's our bonus pod we do every week. I was talking with Boston College's A.J. Black, also from the Lockdown Network up there, and we were talking about this. So it's funny that this was one of your questions to me today because we didn't didn't plan this ahead of time, but I was telling him we've just been so blessed to have Dan McDonald here and and to have Jeff Walls here and to have these other coaches, uh, Danny Busboom Kelly, uh, I mean, just all of them that we don't have to like any year, one of those teams could step up and win it. And we don't have to, gosh, man, it, it's just hard because I really feel like this is our volleyball team year, but I also feel like it's our baseball team year too. If it's all the, that, that to me, it comes down. I know this sounds like a cop out. You're like, the Cardinal 2021 slash two. Here's all I'm saying. It could just be not which team wins this season, but which one wins first, which team's championship is first. Right. I do think that two of these teams are going to win the title this year. I just – I don't know which two. 
I would love for it to be baseball and volleyball. I'd love for it to be any of them. I think Jeff Walls, uh, I listened to J- uh, Jeff Walls yesterday on our buddy Brian on his podcast, and he just was so bubbly and excited for this. Coach Walls could pump me up for anything. I think that I could, I could be in the casket at my own funeral. If Coach Walls was there speaking, I'd be ready to hop up and do the wave. That's how – that's he could, pump me, he could pump me up for a colonoscopy. <laughs> He'd be like, now what, what you're going to do uh, is you're going to uh, take those sedatives. No, and what we're going to do, uh, is we're going to get past it. <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, thankfully for me, I, that's something I've dreaded. And I know I need to do it sometime soon. But every year I get to where they say I'm the age that I'm supposed to be, they raise it five years. So I know that's not going to last forever. Eventually I'm going to age out there. But <laughs> – Initially, it was 35, and then I turned 34, and they're like, no, you should do it at 40. And then I turned 39, they're like, no, you should do it at 45. And then it's like, now it's 55, <laughs> appropriately, probably, because I am kind That's of – That's when it'll happen, end. is at 55. Because, I mean, appropriately, because I am kind of a pain in the rear end myself, but don't, don't – but, uh, but no, I, I just – to be honest with you, I would run through any brick wall for any of those four coaches. And I just, I'm not trying to even give you the politically correct corny answer. I just, I think it's going to happen this year. And, and I just cannot put my finger on what, cause they're all playing uh, the two teams that are playing right now, volleyball and field hockey. Field hockey is like two goals away from being undefeated, mm-hmm. uh, losing a heartbreaker to, Iowa and Michigan both. Number one and number teams. two in the country. Yeah, they were both, yeah, they were, you know, highly ranked teams. And uh, volley- volleyball is just dismissing everybody. They've only lost like five sets. The They lost a set the other day, and that was like the first set they lost since the third week of the season. It's just ridiculous. So it wouldn't shock me for either of those two to bring it home. I'm really cheering, though, and I hope the other two coaches are not listening. I'm really – I really want Dan or, or I'm sorry, Coach McDonald or Coach Walls to to, to get there. They've been on the pre- right on the precipice of it for so long. Mm-hmm. I want them to finally get theirs. It's obvious we got enough talent for the other teams that they can win it next year. They can be unselfish and just win it next year. But uh, <laughs> no, I just honestly I, I can't call it. I, it. It's too close for me to call honestly. It's going to be this year. Yeah, um, and, and I think that there's there's a beauty in having this conversation and kind of being stumped on. I mean, that's just kind of indicative of you know people talk about oh you know basketball has been through the ringer these past couple of years. You know, football has taken a step back from where we were in the early 2010s. But overall, is he you know the Louisville Athletics Department is doing you know really really well. I mean, volleyball is having arguably their best season in program history field hockey is having their best season in program history Louisville men's basketball enters the season number six and we know Dan McDonald's going to have those guys ready to go right away in the baseball season I'm going to go on out on record and saying it's going to be volleyball first um, I think that field hockey has a really good chance at, at making it and, and winning it as well I think actually think the volleyball championship actually the field hockey championship is first so I may have to switch. I was going to go whichever one was first because I think that I think that I think that because I think both of those are going to win the national title. Um, you know, I I know that it's probably gonna be a little tougher for field hockey just because Iowa and Michigan are that good. 
but the, we saw the Cardinals were one goal from you know tying both of those teams. So you know anything can happen in the postseason. They've had the strongest streak of schedule since Justine Sowery's been here at uh, at Louisville, and she went on record and saying that for that interview over at CardinalSportsZone.com. Um, and then volleyball, like you mentioned, has dropped literally, I believe it's five sets all season, and that that's incredible. Definitely pay attention this Sunday. They play Pittsburgh, which is going to be their toughest match yet. That's going to you know shed a lot of light just you know how for real this little volleyball team is. But I think it's going to be put it this way: it's going to be volleyball or field hockey because you know I guess it's hard for both teams to win it all, but one of them is going to win it all. So the field hockey team's championship is at the end of November. The volleyball team's is at the end of December. That's what I had. I literally had them flip flop because I'm thinking once I said that, I'm like, hold on. There's no way that field hockey's after volleyball. And then, you know, I, I clicked over to the screen that had literally the schedules of them up, and it's so it's field hockey. So, on the record, one of those teams is winning it first. And that's not a knock to obviously Jeff Walls or Dan McDonald. That's just, you know, those teams are playing. Well, it's following the calendar. I mean, yeah, they, no. they play, they, they end before the other teams start. So, I get it. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, that's going to basically wrap up this Wednesday episode of the show. Before we get out of here, a couple quick shout-outs. Um, first one, ironically, to the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, that latest episode dropping last Sunday, some bi-week stuff, talking about the Louisville Athletic Department as a whole, and some talk about Boston College as we approach that weekend matchup on Saturday. Be sure to check that out at cardinalsportszone.com. Also, the Locked on ACC podcast hosted by Candace Cooper. Heading into the last half of the season, there's no better way to get to know some of the future opponents for Louisville, but also get a grasp on the state of the conference as a whole through that podcast. You can find that on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcast. But before we get out of here, Jeremy, the floor is yours. Plug us into your social media and give the fans some parting thoughts. Absolutely. Uh, social media, Instagram and uh, Twitter at Jeremy underscore CSC. Um, few things I want to mention again happy birthday to Dwayne White you'll always be a Hall of Famer uh, retired number in my book uh, shout out the latest episode of the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast which is game day prep dropped this morning uh, with AJ Black from BC Locked On uh, amazing dude we talked for a long time before and after the show we had a lot to celebrate our Red Sox were molly whopping the Houston Astros. That's going to continue to happen. And Houston's going to get sent back home. They're going to be sad. And they'll just steal some calls and win it next year. Maybe they're not <laughs> going to this year. You're not going to stop this Red Sox train. It is moving. They made the mistake of letting, even though they lost the first game, the train was in motion that first game. That's not going to happen again. Anyway, we had a great time talking about it. Uh, the only time Houston scored last night, was while we were recording uh, – I'm sorry, Monday night was when we were recording the show. And as soon, we were up 9 to nothing before the show started. When it ended, it was 9-3, to three, and then we finished them off just like you do, people. You're way better than so. And then last but not least, Louisville Basketball Media Day was, was yesterday. Jeff Nunn, TJ Barr, we appreciate y'all going out there to cover that. Dalton had, had to be out of town. That was – Man, Dalton, you that that would have been your yesterday was your time to shine, bro, and you just couldn't make it. And, and we 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 understand, we appreciate it, but they got lots of great photos. Uh, they took some, uh, I think they took some videos and stuff. Neither one of them interviewed anybody because they don't like talking to other people. That's where you would have been key. 
but uh, <laughs> but we're, we're still gonna have awesome coverage for you on yesterday's media day. Some news. Uh, there was a there was a certain player. I'm not gonna give it away on here, but that was uh, in a, had a visible brace on his body somewhere. So uh, he'll he's probably gonna be out for a couple of weeks. But you know, give him a little bit of the spoiler. Not completely give him the spoiler, but. Uh, but no, that, that's all I wanted to say. That those are my parting shots. I appreciate you having me on, as always, Dalton. And uh, you can go ahead and bring the show home, my dude. Yes, sir. The, I mean, short and sweet, that's going to wrap up this Wednesday edition of the show. Everyone, have a great day, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.